means less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick. Nick, how are we doing tonight? <coughs> Hello. Sorry. Did not mean to cough right there. Um, I'm good, man. I just the uh, Twitter spaces with fifth quarter Clemson. Uh, also, former NC State linebacker Brandon Bishop. So that was pretty cool. He was part of the 09 to 2012 teams, uh, one of them being in Clemson. So that was pretty cool. Uh, gave us a little um, insight on what he thinks about the game. Um, gave us a little – some stories about his time at NC State and his matchups against Clemson, uh, considering that the State-Clemson game is to uh, this week. Um, I didn't realize how close some of those games were when he played. So it was kind of cool to hear all that. Um, but it was a decent spaces. I uh, had a few people in there, so that was really cool. Um, but other than that, man, I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm just uh, anticipating a lot for this week. I know we got a lot of games, but I have a big one myself. So as an NC State fan. Uh, the slate is really cool, though. The, we're, we're starting to see some of the bye weeks, so there's not a whole lot to preview. But then again, there is a lot to preview with the two big matchups this week. But other than that, man, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready for football. Uh, I can't believe we're already in week four. But how are you doing? I'm great. I'm actually excited to a sense. Our game actually got moved up because of this hurricane. That's not really going to hit Tennessee, but it's going to rain a lot. So we moved our game up so it's not as cold. Um, so we're playing at 3 o'clock now. So frees me up in the evening to watch the Clemson game as well as UVA Duke. So I'll call that a win. I wish we were playing at noon. Because then I'd actually make the drive down to Clemson, being that I'm only two and a half hours away. But sometimes life doesn't give you everything you want. So... <laughs> We'll take advantage of what we got, but at least I'll get to watch some of those games this weekend now after all. Um, But yeah, I think uh, one thing I want to note before we kind of get into it is I think NC State and Clemson might be the best rivalry in college football that doesn't actually get viewed as a major rivalry that makes any sense. Like it is one of the best series every single year, and it never never really disappoints and neither team really sees himself as anything more than just a top you know three rival with North Carolina more focused excuse me NC State more focused on North Carolina and potentially even Wake Um, and of course Clemson more focused on Florida State and South Carolina but that third rivalry is one of the best number three rivals in all of college football so Definitely amped up for the good old textile bowl between the NC State Wolfpack and Clemson Tigers. And I think what I'm excited but also concerned about is what this weather is going to mean to these games. Because there's a good chance that these games are not going to go as ideally as hoped because of what's going on. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what all kind of plays out here with this one. So looking forward to kind of seeing what we can get from all of this here. So, yeah, um, the state Clemson rivalry is a weird one. Where lately, Clemson, uh, literally the last I don't know eight to ten years, something like that, until we won last year. Um, it's uh. It's definitely one dominated by Clemson, but the right, the hatred, the rivalry is still there for sure. I mean, we played for a trophy. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be a good one, man. I, 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 late. Whoa, where are you, dude? I'm telling you, this neighborhood has not been this busy. I have to record outside because my girlfriend's animals are so loud. And everyone's just deciding that they want to be busy tonight. We record at this time normally, and it's never this bad. But today, it wants to be that bad. And I have new headphones that actually have a good mic. So 
So it's picking up a lot of surround sounds. I'm not hearing it as much as you probably are because they're over ear headphones. But yeah, it's now in a quiet spot. I moved to the back of the house. Hopefully that'll help. But it gotta love people. I can act. I can actually hear you. I can hear you so much better now. Hopefully it'll stay that, that way instead of instead of people honking their horns and driving, you know, down the street and there because. In Tennessee, man, people don't know what courtesy is when it comes to driving. So that's part of the problem. So, Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a weird rivalry. Um, it doesn't get talked about a lot because of the Clemson dominance lately. Um, but I think it's back. I think last year it's been. And, you know, even though Clemson has won, there have been a lot of close games for sure. Uh, 20, let's see. 2017, the game at Carter Finley was a shootout, and State lost in the last game before that. Uh, was the obviously uh, the kicking nightmares where we should have won down in Death Valley. Um, 2012 was a very close game. There have been a lot of close games um, between State and Clemson, and if you're a State fan like me, you you got to think that. Team, there have been teams before this team that have gone down the Death Valley and have almost won. And uh, that's what's kind of giving me confidence about this game is that if teams back then with uh, half the talent that we have now and half the experience with Dave Doran, you, that, that's giving me a lot of confidence going into Death Valley this week. But it's a weird rivalry. It's a great rivalry. I hope it's more competitive years down the road with State uh, kind of surging with this football program lately. <clears throat> but, um, I mean, when I was in school, man, uh, the 2018 season, all we were thinking about was Clemson. That's all we were thinking about. We were kind of in the same uh, situation where we started off 5-0, and I believe it was. 4-0, and 5-0 headed down to Death Valley, and we got smacked, like absolutely smacked. Um, and it's like, dang, like we are probably Clemson's biggest rivalry right now in the ACC because Florida State wasn't good uh, back then, and South Carolina obviously not in the ACC. So, like, we were the next team up. And what Clemson did to us, I mean, granted, they went on to win the national championship that year. Um it was crazy. And then 2019, they smack us at home. We didn't play in 2020. Um, so I'm hoping that the rivalry is getting really, really juicy now. Where people can see it on a national level. And people are going to see it. I mean, it's 7.30. Kristen Kirk on the call. Um, <coughs> excuse me. College game day is going to be down there. I was watching Monday Night Football. And I'm hearing Joe Buck promote this game. And it's like, holy crap, the whole nation's going to know us. They're going to see us for sure. So um, can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it is going to be a good one. Um, you know, game day in Death Valley is always something special. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed the uh, our field drains better than your field debates on Twitter this week. Uh, that has been yeah. hilarious to me, um, especially considering one was comparing a game during a tropical storm and the other was comparing one during a hurricane, which is what we're dealing with. I I might hear out that maybe Clemson's field drains better, but on the flip side, like the weather was not the same in those two pictures. <laughs> like one was no, just a tropical I mean, storm like, ban. The other was what was left over of a hurricane. So yeah, that, <laughs> those are not was... the same. That, that was a weird argument. I mean, it was a fun argument. I Fifth quarter Clemson tagged me in it. And by me, I mean fifth quarter Wolfpack. Um, and I was like, okay, this is not really the debate I want to get into. Like, I don't know whose irrigation system is better. I frankly don't care. Uh, both teams beat Notre Dame uh, those two days. So, um I, I frankly did not care to be in that argument. All I said was, uh, I don't even remember what I quote tweeted it. I don't even remember what I said, 
Um, but yeah, uh, it the game is going to be wet. I'm we were all, I was just on the spaces now, and uh, it seems like the storm is going to be passed by the time kickoff happens. I think they're going to get a lot of rain in the morning and mid afternoon, and by t- kickoff, uh, it should be just like a light sprinkle or something. That's what I'm hearing. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait. But I did not want to be part of Clemson and NC State fans going after each other about the irrigation system under the fields. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, completely, completely get that. I just I enjoyed watching them. It was like two people just yelling on who's uh, who has the whiter socks. So. That was definitely funny. But anyways, I say we get into the games. Um, let's quickly kind of just touch bases on some of the games that AKA really just, I think there's two games that aren't worth a lot of our time. Uh, we got Syracuse and Wagner. Syracuse better blow Wagner out. Um, they have a bye week after this. So there's really no excuse to overlook this game, especially considering they didn't look that great against Virginia. I think it would be in Syracuse's best interest to really stick it to Wagner to get that momentum rolling. But we'll see if they actually do that. And then hit Georgia Tech. The only thing I want to talk about is, is Georgia Tech a dying duck? Or are they going to be that program that gets a little bit of momentum with the change? I think they're a dying duck. Um, You could tell there's a lot of guys that were not thrilled about the firing. I think they saw it coming, but this didn't feel like the guys were all on board with the change in culture. So that's something that I think we need to take note of because it does feel like, in a way, the guys that were at Georgia Tech wanted to play for Jeff Collins, which is not always the case in firing, especially this early into the year. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, Syracuse better stick it to Wagner. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, if they want to, the the Virginia game was a little scary for them, so they they really need the momentum um, to go into the bye week before NC State comes to town. And then, yeah, I agree with you. Georgia Tech, I think, is a dying duck. I'm over them this season. I, I mean, Micah, they're gonna get they're gonna end up with one win. Like I, I think Duke's gonna beat them. I think Virginia's gonna beat them. Um, and Pitt, all things considered, you know, they're the last team right now in the Coastal. Where what is that noise? I don't know. I'm standing outside. So I guess I'm outside. I don't hear a bird. I mean, there's a bird way off in the distance. Know, there's a squeaking noise. I, I, there's, there is, there is a squeaking noise. Well, I'm glad my headphones work very well picking that? up outside. No, I again, Nick, I have headphones over my ears. The mic is on the headset. There's a good chance that you're hearing something that I'm not hearing because my headphones are noise canceling. You don't like oh, the sounds man. of nature. I'm sorry to hear um, you don't like nature. But like, I'm not in Nebraska yeah, I mean, anymore, I, unfortunately. I, I, I live in a small house with a girlfriend that has five animals. And I don't live 40 minutes from where I work, so I can't record at work anymore. Unless you want to record a lot earlier. So <laughs> we're going to have to pick and choose what our sound effects are. I pick bird over a lot of other noises. <laughs> That's true. Um Anyway, with Pitt, uh, where was oh the so basically, I I I kind of, I was kind of thinking about this today, and this is a little bit beyond what I'm saying about Pitt. Um, it looks like Coastal Chaos is back. Pitt right now is the only team of hope that could be like a dominant power in the Coastal, and they could just have a strong surge to the ACC championship again. Um, so bearing all things, I hope that's what we're seeing. I'm getting kind of tired of coastal chaos. I mean, it's fun for sure, but with how the ACC Atlantic has looked, 
I'm afraid, like, I won't get too much of it right now, but if State loses, Clemson has a basically a direct path right now to the ACC championship. Like, I know there's still Syracuse on the schedule and there's still Florida State and Louisville could be a thorn and in the side, but it almost almost looks like before 2020 where it was always Clemson and then the team that came out of the coastal chaos. So I'm hoping it's not, that's not what we're going to see, but it's almost trending that way, but a lot will be told on Saturday, but Pitt right now, I think they should destroy Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's a lying duck. Um, they, they, uh, they, 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 they got to start all over. They might as well start now and get rid of Jeff Collins in the beginning of the season, so you know what you have, and uh, get your guys some playing time and experience and stuff like that. Try some new things, um, see what you can build off of, but. Pitt should have no problem, and Pitt is my new coastal champion at the moment because they have not been part of the chaos yet. Keyword there is yet, but no, I, I think that Georgia <laughs> Tech is in a spot where, like, this is a program that I don't think there's a lot of momentum to come from it. Like, of the three coaches or jobs that are open, I guess Arizona State probably doesn't have a likelihood of hiring their interim. But it doesn't feel like Georgia Tech's in this, like, the interim could win the job phase. I mean, they don't even have an athletic director. So this is kind of in that, like, let's just get through the year kind of thing. So I'm sure they'll catch somebody, but I don't think Pitt, the week after all that happens, is the team that's going to get caught. So, you know, that's kind of where my head's at with that. But let's move on. Let's see. Noon would be the first one. Louisville, Boston College. Boston College is a 15-and-a-half-point home underdog. That feels like a lot, but my goodness, has Boston College looked bad. I, I don't think they have a chance to – I don't think they're going to win this game, but 15-and-a-half seems like way much, Nick. I mean, am I wrong there to think that's a lot for uh, expectation for Louisville to cover? <laughs> On the road, nonetheless. Yeah, I think that that seems like a bit much. I mean, it is on the road. And um, sure, Boston College has looked really bad this year, considering where we thought they would be. But 15 and a half, uh, I, I, I think Boston College can cover that. Um, Louisville is riding a lot of momentum. And I think, but 15 and a half might be a little bit too much, I think. Um, if any player sees that, then they're kind of, and they think they can do that, could be in over their heads a little bit. I mean, Boston College is still, you know, no slouch. I know they're they've been bad. The offense has been pretty bad, but fifteen and a half is a lot. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is Boston College's chance to maybe show they have some life because if they do not cover here. Lose by 15, 16, let's say 17, this sounds more reasonable. Then there's some real problems. Because, like, we understand that Boston College, you know, the offensive line has been very bad. But so has Virginia's. And yet somehow Virginia still looks somewhat like like a, a plausible team that's competitive. Where Boston College has not. And so that's a little concerning to me because... Again, we didn't have high expectations for Boston College, but this is a team that should we expected six, seven wins from, and right now they feel like a three to four win team at best, and that just doesn't feel right. So it'll be interesting to see what we get out of this one in Chestnut Hill, but let's move on. I don't want to spend too much time because we do have two major games to talk about, and we have two other good ones. At 3.30 on the AC Network, UNC is a nine-point home favorite against Virginia Tech. I mean, UNC is just a quarterback. Like, they don't have a lot. Their defense is terrible. This is this game is so intriguing, Nick, because something has to give. Either UNC's defense is going to look like a competent defense 
or Virginia Tech's offense will look like they're a competent offense. <laughs> like something has to give here. What do you think gives? Is, is it Virginia Tech's offense that, sh- that shines and looks better than they have? Or does UNC's defense actually stop somebody for once? Um, that's a good question, man. Because it's literally one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC against one of the worst. And then, but that best quarterback is with the worst defense in the ACC. Like, I, UNC is going to put up numbers, but do Grant Wells in Virginia Tech's offense is so bad. But what they did, they they did pretty well against Boston College. They put up a lot of numbers on them. Do I think UNC is at the level of Boston College? No. But do I think Virginia Tech could find themselves a little bit more against one of the worst defenses in the ACC? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. And I think eventually UNC is just going to run away with it and take off. Like towards the end of the third quarter, they could be up like two and a half scores, three scores, something like that. Um, I, I it, it this is a chance for North Carolina to find their defense. I I think this is the chance because if they look bad against Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech not just makes it close, but even comes out with a win. Which I doesn't. They don't even have to come out with a win if they just make it close. I mean, North Carolina. I. That's that's pretty bad. That would be really really bad for North Carolina's defense if Virginia Tech makes this close. Um, I mean, this is one of the worst offenses in the ACC going up against one of the worst defenses. It's like you want to claw your eyes out. But it could also be entertaining at the same time because you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I, I, I don't know if we're going to see like, oh, wow, Virginia Tech's offense seems to be improving so much better and they, they look so good now. Like maybe they're finally figuring out. Or, oh, wow, North Carolina's defense looks so much better. They're, trying to, they're really trying to figure it out. But it's literally the worst offense going up against the worst defense. You really don't know. Like, you have to really watch this game to figure it out. Um, but I think North Carolina, their, their offense is just that much better. Um, I think they come away with this. I think it's close through about two and a half quarters. And uh, North Carolina will just start to pull away. But if, it's, if Virginia Tech can keep up, I mean, North Carolina's defense, man, they are in a heap of trouble throughout the rest of the season. I think UNC has something that I think this weekend in particular plays against them, and that's the weather. If there is actual bad weather in Chapel Hill on Saturday, which everywhere is calling for rain because they're just kind of covering their ass at this point. If you're in the south and you're saying, yep, it's going to rain, because that band might go left, it might go right, it might go up the middle. Nobody really knows where it's going to bend after hitting Florida this morning, which, by the way, having lived in Fort Myers for two years, definitely praying for all my former neighbors, my apartment complexes. My car would be underwater right now if I was still there. But anyways, um, you know, if the weather is bad, that benefits the heck out of this Virginia Tech team. Because they're not going to score whether the weather's good or the weather's bad, more than likely. I think that, that like, again, if the weather can kind of help limit Drake May's ability to throw the ball, we could be looking at a 17-14 game where Virginia Tech has overcome turnovers this year. North Carolina really hasn't. <laughs> so with the weather being what a factor in this one, like I think this game's close. I think Virginia Tech covers the nine. I don't think they win, but I wouldn't be shocked because, again, I think if the weather is what we think it's going to be, this is probably an under game pretty easily. But I just don't see – I don't see Virginia Tech scoring in the weather, but I don't know if I trust UNC to score. And, I, again, I think Virginia Tech's defense is the most underrated in the ACC. I think it's a very good unit. They have not been the reason they've lost games this year. 
That's for sure. So I think it's something to keep an eye on too is especially if the weather can help, you know, limit what North Carolina can pull out of their repertoire. That can really benefit this Virginia Tech team and cause turnovers. And we have another sloppy game where I wouldn't be shocked if it's like 20 to 14 and a touchdown or two is because of a fumble, a bad snap, a blocked kick, something. (laughs) So I'm excited for this one. Um, And yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's a sicko game to say the least. Oh yeah, definitely. Like this is going to be a very interesting one. I'm, I think we're going to, this is one of those games earlier in the season where you're going to see, you're going to be able to tell uh, each team's identity when you're predicting that one team's bad on this, one team's bad on that, or one team's good on this, one team's good on that. This is that type of game where, okay, now we are going to see your identity throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. What's crazy is, and we're going to translate over to Virginia and Duke here now, is, like, that's the thing. This is a big weekend in the ACC all around because we've got six coastal teams, all th- or three coastal games, obviously featuring six coastal teams, and the same thing on the Atlantic. So there's a bye week for one team on each side, which, or actually, there's not really a bye week for one team because Syracuse is technically not on a bye. But, um, you know, again, like, it's, it's a week in the ACC where, like, the standings are starting to, you know, get made. Virginia is 0-1 in the ACC Coastal already. On the flip side, we've got a 1-0 Virginia Tech. North Carolina has not played an ACC team as, as much as I can remember. Maybe I'm forgetting one of their ACC games, but I don't recall them playing somebody yet. So, you know, this is a huge no, kind of tournament. Like, yeah, like if Virginia Tech wins this, they're 2-0 in the Coastal, and they have to kind of start being in the conversation. And on the flip side, like Duke getting the win here, they're only lost to it being to a, what should be top 25, honestly, top 20 Kansas team on the road. Like, you have to start taking them pretty seriously. And on the flip side, like when we did the preseason preview, I talked about with Virginia's schedule how it was kind of one of those looks easy but could be really tricky because of how many times they played the good teams at home and the bad te- the, the the bad the worse worser teams worse off whatever term you want to use the less good teams on the road with going to Syracuse going to Duke going to Georgia Tech but here we are and you know at that time I was a little concerned I had Virginia losing to a Duke or losing to a Georgia Tech I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable about Virginia after after Friday night I think they've shown signs of life, and I honestly think they got a wake-up call. I think that loss to Syracuse, the way the fans reacted, was kind of a wake-up. Not saying the Illinois game didn't count for anything, but I don't think that Virginia team took that loss very seriously. So I think this is a really exciting game we might be getting from between Virginia and Duke. Duke did not beat Virginia when Bronco was there. Obviously, Bronco is gone. Cutcliffe was not able to beat a Bronco Mendenhall team ever. So it'll be interesting to see if the tides turn with the Duke-Virginia series, because it used to kind of be that way, where Duke would beat Virginia, especially in Durham, pre-Bronco. So I'm very, very intrigued for this one. I think last I saw, Duke is a favorite by four, maybe? That's trick. Three. They're a three-point favorite. I don't know why I feel good about Virginia, but I think Virginia's going to get this done, Nick. Something about this game just screams must win for Virginia. And I just, I'm starting to wonder if Duke is, is anything that, you know, like I think Duke is much improved, but they mentioned it on college game day last week. Kansas is kind of what Duke wants to be. Duke is getting that kind of positive. Like Duke was playing worse than what they actually were talent wise, in my opinion, because there was kind of, not that they didn't like playing for Cutcliffe, but there was just this negative energy. But now there's that new life in the program. So I think they've kind of gotten to pick up some of that speed. But, I mean, Northwestern has lost to Southern Illinois and Miami of Ohio in back-to-back weeks. 
that win doesn't look as great. You know, wins over NC Central, not or NCA and T, excuse me, not that great of a win. So, you know, Duke's record, in my opinion, is a little deceiving. They obviously played Kansas close, but I don't think Kansas is world beaters by any means. I mean, Nick, like, this has got to be a must-win for Virginia. Do you think that they can find find a way to win it? Yeah, I think they most certainly can. I mean, I, I, I don't think Virginia is at the realm where people might think they could end up at um, because of the rough start they've had. Um, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head where you really look into Duke and everyone's excited about Duke, but you look at their wins. It's a bad temple team who is going to end up at the bottom of the AAC, uh, Northwestern who, you know, like you said, lost to Southern Illinois and Miami of Ohio. And, um, Kansas, who I'm high on, I put them in my top 25 this week. Um, Kansas has had great wins. They've beaten Houston. They've been on the road and beaten West Virginia. And they just beat Duke um, by a touchdown. But when you really look at Duke, and again, like we said with the North Carolina-Virginia Tech game, this is a type of game where we're really going to see where it plays out for these two teams. Is Virginia if Virginia beats Duke, okay, great. Then I could confidently say that they'll beat Georgia Tech. And I can confidently say that they'll beat um, maybe Virginia Tech, depending on how the North Carolina game goes. Um, and with Duke, if they get, you know, if they lose by 10 to Virginia, then I know where Duke is at. Then I know, okay. If Duke loses to ten, by like ten to Virginia, then it's going to be hard to be bowl eligible. Um, uh, it's going to be tough against Georgia Tech. It's going to be tough against Virginia Tech. They're probably going to lose to North Carolina. Um, this is a game where you're going to figure it out. Um, and I don't think Virginia is as bad as people uh, might think they could be. As in, like they could be the set bottom two of the coastal division. I don't think that's true. Um, I think they still have a lot of talent. I think Brendan Armstrong is still very good. Um, and believe it or not, some could argue that this is already Duke's toughest opponent. Like you could say that Virginia is a tougher opponent than Kansas. Granted, yes, Kansas has gotten very impressive wins so far, but Virginia, they have been known to have the talent for the last couple of years. Uh, They've been in the mix. And it would be a new low if Virginia lost to Duke. And I just don't see that happening. See, I think, and again, maybe I'm crazy. This might be, again, this is kind of how I felt with Clemson last year. But, like, we keep, I keep staring at this Virginia offense going, when are you going to wake up? When are you going to turn it on? When, are you, when, when is it going to click for you? And eventually it's got to click. So I, I hope it's this week. If it's not, who knows when it's going to be for Virginia. I have no clue. I also love how Tennessee decides it wants to be windy tonight. It's not been windy any day I've lived here, but I guess we're getting a hurricane. So I guess 15-mile-per-hour winds exist now. But I – this this is this is such an ugly again intriguing. This is coastal chaos at its finest, is what this is. This is a game that really no one nationally gives a shit about. But if you like ACC football, this is a big one. So, you know, Chapel Hill and Durham, the triangle, gonna be rocking this weekend. But it's time to transition over to the top four of the Atlantic and the top four of the ACC. Honestly, starting at three thirty on ABC. Wait, ABC or ESPN? Is this an ESPN? Is this an ABC game for Wake? ABC yep. Game. Okay. Yep. ABC. Look at that. The ACC owning ABC this weekend. But <laughs> Wake heads to Florida State in what should be actually a clear day in Tallahassee. Uh, Florida State is a seven-point favorite. Here's all I have to say on the matter. 
Wake's not a scared to play Florida State. I understand the whole hurricane thing. And you know what? Like, it's not the hurricane hitting Florida State, per- particularly. It's the idea of, I don't know, Florida State's in the state capital of a state that's in a state of emergency right now. Hotels are swamped in northern Florida. The hurricane will be literally passing through where Wake Forest is coming from over the weekend. So, again, I'm glad this game is getting played, and I'm glad it's probably going to be played in sunshine. I can't wait for every Florida State fan to tweet at us. I was tweeting about how they should just chill out about the hurricane, but how oh, look how sunny it is, not even factoring like the idea of like they're like, oh, let's drive. Yeah, driving and pouring down rain with buses full of teams is not the safest of things. Like, hello. <laughs> when this game could have again easily been moved. So, anyways, with that being said, I was so on Florida State winning this game. Dave Kloss is gonna stick it to him, isn't he? I don't think I've seen Dave Clawson this fired up in a while. <laughs> like he's normally he a really pretty. Fired up? I f- I feel like he is. It's not in Dave Clawson's demeanor to call out teams like he did Florida State. Like you could tell that was a hundred percent in response to two years ago when Florida State canceled twice on Wake, not just once. But they literally postponed it and then canceled it. <laughs> so I don't blame anyone that wants to think. I think Florida State might be the better team. And it's in Tallahassee. It's going to be an awesome environment. But you just pissed off an already pissed off Wake Forest team? That's scary. I mean... Nick, am, am I crazy to think that, like, Dave Clawson's just going to, like, will his team to win this one? Because this is not a disrespect to Mike Norvell, but I don't think this Florida State team is just it now. You know, like, it's not like it's a top 10, top 15 team just all of a sudden. It's a top 25 team. It's a very good football team. But <laughs> you're playing a very good football team who just lost a heartbreaker at home to the best team in the conference. And now has been given extra fuel because all week the fan base of your team is saying, you're scared to come play us. So guess what? Sam Hartman's going to come and show Florida State what it's like to actually play a team with an offense. Because the best team that Florida State's played all year offensively is by far Louisville. So this is completely different than what they're ready for. I I think Wake pulls the upset, Nick. Oh, man. Just a lot, man. Like, our, my phone was blowing up with our Twitter account. And uh, that's why the notifications know, on it. Twitter Florida stay State. silent. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what, like, my phone started going off. And then I was like, oh, shit. And I texted <laughs> you while I was at the gym. I was like, did Wake cancel the game? So, but luckily they did it. It Look. I'm. I guess I'm part of a fan base that's cra- that's uh, more known on the crazier side of things, but Florida State, they're on a whole different level than NC State. Florida State fans on the in the Twitter world, um, are like top five craziest college football fan bases on Twitter. Like they are insane, um, and I get it. I would be mad too if my game was about to be canceled. Like you're riding all this momentum. You're back in the top 25. You've got a top 25 team coming to town. Like, yeah, I would be upset. I would be mad, but it's like, okay, everyone chill out. Like it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. The storm has already had four different switches and misdirections in the last 24 hours. Okay. We don't know where this thing is going. No one, I mean, the you you cannot rely on the weather people, okay? I mean, it's just that simple. We thought it was going to go through the panhandle. It's now going through Jacksonville, okay? We, we don't know. The Clemson game, Clemson-NC State, it's going to get more rain than Tallahassee is. Um, it's just insane. So I think people just need to chill out. Like, it's five days away. We don't know what's going to happen. I think Wake will get down there just fine. Um but you're right. Like, 
Wake isn't scared to play this game. Any Florida State fan who was saying that, I mean, okay, chill out for a second. Would you be saying the same thing if you were 2-2? Two and two? Would you be saying that? I think you would be saying, oh, thank God, we don't have to play Wake if you were 2-2, two and two, if you lost to LSU, and if you lost to Louisville, and then you have a top 25 Wake Forest team coming to town. Like, you wouldn't care. But I think it's the fact that Florida State is 4-0, and riding all this momentum. They're like, oh, Wake's scared. They don't want to come down. They don't want to play us. Like, no, dude. Wake has kind of owned you guys the last three or four years. Wake has beaten you guys pretty good uh, lately, especially last year. So I don't think they're scared at all. I think they're amped up for the opportunity. And trust me, I mean, I'm sure the players have seen all the chit-chat. So I think Wake's going to win. I think they bounce back. I don't Pushing all of the hurricane stuff aside and the Twitter, Twitter world aside, I think Wake's mad to begin with. I think they feel like they are in their heads. They are still number two or at least number three in this division. Um, They still feel like they can show the world that we are still a top 25 team, which they most certainly are. I don't think anyone's saying that. I mean, you played Clemson to double overtime. Um, And honestly, yeah, Florida State. It's a great story. They're back. They're almost back, really. They're 4-0. They're number 23. But are they all the way back? Like, this is going to be Florida State's toughest opponent this year. I don't know if they're all the way back. They have – I mean, if they if they beat Wake, they have turned a massive corner in the Mike Norvell era. Um, as if they already didn't turn a corner with beating LSU in this great start. But I just don't think they're there yet. I think Wake's got the better quarterback. They have the better experience. They have the uh, longer experience, tenured coach. Um, I think Wake comes out with a win in this one. Uh, And now they're more fired up because everyone's saying that they're scared. I don't think they are. I think Clawson was just saying that. Just be like, look, I'm not going to put my team – in a position where things are going to, going to be more difficult for us. Um, and the, if, I don't think he would have pulled out of the game. I think that that would have been an ACC decision. Um, but regardless, I think Wake comes out with the win in this one. I think they still believe that the Atlantic is still up for grabs. And if they lose this game, then the Atlantic is 10 times more harder to win. And I don't think they'll win it if they lose this game. So they know what they're playing for. Yeah, and I think, too, like selfishly, for people to go, oh, wow, two guys that's just literally a week ago were talking about how they were Wake Forest fans as a secondary team are picking Wake. Nick, I haven't told you this yet, and I hope you're available. I might have a ticket for you and myself to go watch Florida State at NC State next week. Eight o'clock under the lights at good old Carter Finley if you're interested in joining me. So selfishly, if I'm making the trip all the way over to Raleigh, you know what I would really love to see, Nick? Two undefeated top 20 teams playing in what would be, in a sense, the de facto ACC Atlantic title game. Why would I not want to see oh, that? <laughs> I'm going so, to have such... I, I, I haven't told you this, Micah, but I think that same week, well, I guess on Sunday, I'm going. I think I'm going down to Charlotte to go see the Niners play the Panthers. So, okay, so that would uh, be a hell of a weekend if you can make that happen. I mean, Charlotte's on my way. I'd be low-key down to cheer. I mean, I'd be cheering against you. No offense. I can't stand the 49ers. So, it doesn't matter. Your team, your team will win. The Panthers suck. But, um, you know, anyways, yeah. So, I selfishly want this game to be like – I want Florida State to win. I want NC State to beat Clemson, which we'll obviously preview here in a minute. Just because the selfishly – that would be awesome. <laughs> so, you know, Carter Finley is already rowdy. Imagine throwing a Florida State team that literally feels like they're back. NC State team that gets over the hurdle over Clemson. Like, talk about just, oh, like I'm getting a little, uh, getting a little uh, frisky right now, Nick, just thinking about it. So, 
That would be seven thirty ABC too. I know. So I mean, college game day won't That's make crazy. the trip just because NC State's obviously on game day this week, even though it's a road game. But still, it's going to be awesome. Which then leads us to game day, seven thirty prime time spot this weekend. NC State at Clemson. The big question is, Nick, can NC State's offense wake up? Because they've struggled with defenses that are actually competent. And Clemson's defense is not what it normally is. They're banged up in the secondary. This is Devin Leary's chance, Nick. I'm going to let you speak first. Can Devin Leary do it? Can he finally wake up this season? Live up to the hype? Because this Clemson offense looks a lot better. But they're about to run into a like they're they're going from a, a defense with very little to a defense with a lot in NC State. So what, what what's going to happen this weekend in Death Valley? I think the game's going to be close, man. Um, you know, I I've been here from what I've heard, the storm or the rain will be pa- mostly passed, about ninety percent passed by kickoff. Um, it's going to come down to running game uh, if the rain is still there. Uh, Dave likes to run the ball, but he's got a reliant quarterback. Um, I think this is the time where NC State opens up the playbook and they don't hold anything back and they take this game and they shove it down Clemson's throat. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think Clemson's going to see something that they haven't yet on film from NC State. Um, this is the year. This is the year that everyone's talking about. That this is the greatest NC State team since Phillip Rivers. That this team can go, get 11 wins. This team can go down to Death Valley and beat Clemson. This team can get down to Charlotte and win the ACC championship and make a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, I'm going to ride that until I can't anymore. I have no reason not to ride that. Um, Everything about this game is, to me at least, is so evenly matched to offensive line, to defensive line, maybe Clemson with a little bit more of an edge on the defensive line. Our offensive line. But, but yeah, I'm going to say, in the defense of you, back. though, I'm going to say, in the defense, though, your defensive line might not be as good as Clemson's, but your offensive line is better than Clemson. That, yeah, th- that's what exactly what I was getting ready to say. Our offensive line, we have four returning starters back. Obviously, Icky went to the draft. Um, but, now you can't really say that anymore. Yeah, the four of them are returning, but now all five through four weeks have played together healthy, which is very important and critical for your offensive line, for everybody to play together. How many times have you seen offensive lines with, oh, this guy hasn't played in three weeks, this guy just started two weeks ago, all that kind of stuff, and it's just in shambles because no one's on the same page. That's the benefit right now with NC State is that we've had everybody healthy on the O-line. Defensively, I think we have the edge on linebackers. And right now, I would have said Clemson secondary, but since they are injured, hopefully we have the advantage. Uh, I think I will give Clemson the benefit of the doubt that their running backs are better. Will Shipley's great. But I will say the running backs for NC State have been a pleasant surprise, a very pleasant surprise. Um so it all comes down to quarterback. I think both quarterbacks have had a question mark all year. I think Devin had the had the highest expectations being ACC preseason offensive player of the year. And DJ had all the expectations of, okay, you're DJ. You're playing for Clemson. You had a bad year last year. You have the pressure now of getting back, getting Clemson back to uh, the college football playoff and getting back to the ACC championship. Um, both have looked questionable. DJ obviously coming off his best game against Wake Forest. But again, like you said, Micah, Wake 
doesn't have the best defense. They, they, they're, they're maybe a little bit better than last year, but I mean, DJ played his best game against them, but this is a different defense, a way different defense. What's scarier than a healthy offensive line is a healthy defense. And NC State has not had that the last three years. It's either Isaiah Moore going out, it's either Peyton Wilson going out, or uh, Drake Thomas going out. But they're all back. Tanner Ingle is looking fine. Tyler Baker Williams sat out last week, which was a smart move, and he's back in this week. It all comes down to quarterback play. Whose quarterback is going to wake up? Whose quarterback is going to play well against two great defenses? That's what it comes down to. Who's court, which quarterback is going to be the best? And I think this is the time where we see Devin open up and he's going to spread the ball around. He's probably going to have to use his feet because of the rain. Um, I think this is potentially Devin's Heisman moment. Not literally his Heisman moment because he's kind of far behind that right now. But this could be his best game. I think NC State's going to open it up. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the Pack are going to win this one 27-24. Well, I agree with everything you said. It's going to come down to the quarterback. Problem is, Clemson has quarterbacks. And the idea of Kate Klubnick just sitting there waiting if anything goes awry with TJ Uyunglele, who, by the way, look, he played his best game this past weekend. He looked phenomenal lately. Like, the amount of people that are like, I can't believe they're not going with Cade in that game. And I'm like, it's not DJ. DJ can't play defense. I mean, he's big enough to play defense, honestly. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not sold on Devin Leary. I hope I'm wrong, Nick. I mean, I think he's a hell of a, guy, a hell of a player, but I'm not sold on him yet. This game in Raleigh, I might feel different, but I just think that there's something about a big game in Death Valley. I think Clemson kind of got that monkey off their back. Like, no offense to NC State, but they haven't played anybody yet. This is going to be their first real test. I mean, they got tested by ECU and they shouldn't have. And they kind of got texted by, or tested, excuse me, by Texas Tech when they shouldn't have. Again, we can say the same thing about Clemson in a lot of their games this year. They haven't looked phenomenal. But last week against Wake, they found a way to win. And it was the offense this time. This is going to be phenomenal. I think this game is going to be, I think the score, I'm very similar with you, Nick. I'm 27-24. I'm going with Clemson because it's, it's just in Death Valley. And I think this, I think what's so scary to me about Clemson is that they are arguably, besides maybe Georgia, with Brock Vandergriff sitting in the background behind Stetson Bennett, having that like ace in your back pocket, that wild card, huge in situations like this. But again, Nick, I, I will say, if, if we get to Devin Leary we saw last year, with what we have banged up in the Clemson secondary, this is NC State's game. This would be the start of the NC. Like, similar to how we were talking about with Virginia, how I think eventually Brennan Armstrong's got to figure it out. Yeah. for Brennan Armstrong to figure it out against Duke, Devin Leary, and Clemson. But he figure it out. He kind of figured it out against UConn, but I'm not really putting too much merit into that because the competent football team this year was when they played Utah State, who got killed and has looked awful all season. <laughs> so, this is a phenomenal game. So, Nick, I've got to ask you, got to do our famous question. NC State, the field. Stop. You know I'm picking this game. Yeah, I know you are. I, But I think this is the best game of like the times we've done this. This is by far the best game. I don't think you can go wrong. The problem is there's a lot of good games behind it. You know, 
but I guess you like Duke and UNC Virginia Tech are are good games, but the level NC State and Clemson are different. All right, let me ask you. Take out Wake Florida State. Are you picking NC State Clemson? Oh, I think this should not be that hard. I think so. I say, dude, you're talking to a Virginia fan who also, like, remember, Nick, the attack in UNC excites me. The idea of Virginia at Duke excites me. The idea of Georgia Tech versus Pitt. When it's a brand new in, interim coach against the best team in the country. So, of course, it's going to be harder for me to pick. But, no, I, I would pick Clemson State. But it's closer than you think because, again, for you, it's my team is in the air versus the field. Now, if you remove Virginia and Duke from this field as well, actually, by probably, I'm definitely out. But <laughs> I'm not as sold on it. Because, again, I'm also with numerous times. I would rather have variety than just one. Because there is a world where Clemson rolls NC State, Nick. It's a wor- and it, there's a world where NC State punches Clemson in the mouth. And DJ Uyunglele looks like last year DJ Uyunglele. There's oh, a world I, where that I, happens. I, what, what, oh, my God. What would happen if, if NC State just punched Clemson in the mouth and they won by like 14 to 17 points. What would college football look like? Well, I think the problem with that is if that happens, Nick, we need, we need some more context. I think it's really, really bad for Clemson because that means one of two things. It means either Dabo stuck with DJ way too long because they were down like 28 or 31 before they made a change. Or Kate Klumnick's overrated. And now Clemson's got two five stars on the same roster who didn't pan out. So that's where, if that were to happen, I mean, and the worst part is, Dick, you know, you know what would happen, right? It's going to become the ACC's not good again. Because that's just would how it, it works. Would it, would I think it so. I think so. Well, it depends. Gonna... Okay, so say... Florida State say... would have to beat Wake pretty badly. Or the other way around, don't you think? No, because what they're going to say is, is oh, Wake beat Wake Florida lost. State. That's Florida right. State's obviously not that good. If Florida State ran it back against LSU, they probably don't win, even though I think they would. But that's what people will say. And they'll say, well, LSU is the middle of the pack of the SEC. It'll become this whole hoopla crap again. Yeah, and plus Wake lost to Clemson. Yeah. So. and they're going to say, well, NC State's only win is Clemson. But then they go, well, Clemson's obviously not that good. And then the rest is like, then people might start saying, well, NC State might actually have the best win being Texas Tech, who's middle of the pack in the Big 12. So that's, that's I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, for your sake, Nick, that'd be good for the brand. Again, the only good thing is, is that, NC State has the benefit of the preseason poll for once in their life. They're the number 10 team in the country, and they have not. No offense, Nick. I would, like, you asked me purely resume. Kansas has a better resume than you. They do. They've won games by more, and they've played better teams than you. So if we're going off resume, Kansas should be ranked way higher than you. But you have the benefit of being the number. And I'm not saying you're not better than Kansas. I don't think, I think NC State's better than Kansas. But you have the benefit of being the number 10 team in the country. So if you beat the number five team in the country by two scores, you're probably in the top six. So now all you got to do is go win the ACC and let the Big Ten and the SEC hopefully cannibalize themselves. Hope USC loses and you're golden. Which I think USC will lose eventually. So in your world, Nick, that is a perfect scenario because all it does if NC State wins out, Nick, they're, they're making the playoffs. Plain and simple, they're getting in. Because they, they entered the season in the top 13 to 14. They're top 10 now. They'll have back-to-back probably top 25 teams in a row they'll have to beat. Like, And they still have Wake coming down the line. North Carolina is still that cusp potential top 25 team down the line. 
So there's, there, there's definitely that scenario is really good for you. But as someone that doesn't necessarily care <laughs> all that much about the future and the, the stake of the brand of NC State alone, it would kind of suck. Yeah. And like, if, if that does happen, State still has teams ahead of them, like you were mentioning, that could be still in the top 25. Like, they could get decent resume wins. They could, by the time they play Syracuse, 5-0, and they could be, they could have snuck their way into the top 25 by the time uh, they play each other after the bye week. Uh, Wake, I think, will hang around in the top 25, top 20. Florida State, I think, can't. I mean, we play Florida State next week. So let's see what happens there. And then you've got um, what I think is probably going to be Pitt and who I think is solidified their space in the top 25 unless we see coastal chaos. I don't think Pitt is going to be any lower than 24 uh, down the road. I think they are going to stay in the top 15 um, throughout the most, mostly of the rest of the season. Um, so a, a potential resume builder, if state beats Clemson by more than t- by two scores or more, is still there. Like I still think this is a great conference, so much better than last year and years before. Um, but selfishly, if state were to beat Clemson by two scores, oh my God, Micah, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. I, I, I would not know. I, I hope there's a world. There's a universe in the next few days that exists like that, <laughs> but we will, we'll see. Um, I doubt it, but I would love it a lot because then I could go the, the rest of the game without being stressed out of my mind. Like I was last year when I was texting. Oh, you. oh, my oh God. Nick, I Nick, don't, breathe. don't, don't even tell me that if NC state goes up 21, nothing early in the Clemson game, that your cynical NC State brain doesn't start kicking in about anytime Clemson gets a first down, you start shitting yourself. Yeah, you that's can't even, true. You're right. You can't, you can't tell me that you'd it's, feel comfortable. Now, if there's a minute and a half left. Now. It's easier yeah. to say that now. <laughs> like, if you're a minute and a half left up 21, okay. Maybe you can finally breathe. Like, what, what would happen in this scenario, Nick, is you might be able to breathe for the final three minutes of game clock. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. So, but that's just how being a, fan, a fanatic works for your schools. I mean, again, Nick, like, I, I have the tickets in the arsenal for Florida State, NC State next week, man. I, I've been meaning to get back to Carter Finley. I've only been once for a regular game, and it was against Troy, and it was still one of the best atmospheres I've experienced in college football. I could only imagine what it would mean when they're hosting a Florida State team on ABC, you know, as the number seven, six team in the country and potentially a top 20 team in Florida State coming to town. That would get me so excited. So I hope it happens. I really do. Because if not, Nick, I'm going to Akron at Ohio. And even though that would be a new stadium for me, <laughs> I'd much rather go to Carter Finley next weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, it is something of just excitement. I think, Nick, we haven't talked about this yet. I think it's time for us to start putting it out there in the world our predictions. So I think I'll create a little thread for us. Send me your score predictions for every game. We'll tweet them out Friday. That way we have them for the weekend. Uh, Cause we don't have, yeah, we don't have a Friday game in the ACC this weekend. So we can actually tweet it out on Friday. So it'll be the best week of ACC football. We say that a lot listeners. I know it's probably annoying, but this time there is no doubt. This is the truth. <laughs> this is the best weekend in ACC football this season. And it might be the best weekend we have all year. Because I don't think we have the top four teams in the Atlantic meeting again because State gets Florida State next week. So that definitely means that Clemson and Wake aren't playing because they've already played. So that probably means the best week of AC football is in front of us this weekend. So, Nick, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Oh, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm nervous. This game has been on my mind all day. Um basically all week since the clock showed zero after the UConn game. Um, 
This is the biggest spot NC State has been in a long time. Probably the biggest spot. Top 10 matchup um, on ABC. You all know the gist. Game day's down there. Um, so I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait for the other matchups. Uh, Wake Florida State's going to be fun. It's going to be very interesting. Um, we could see where teams lie in the Atlantic uh, throughout that game and Louisville, Boston College. Um one underrated game I think I'm looking forward to is UNC Virginia Tech just to know how the offense and defenses are going to play out in uh, both of those teams. So it's an exciting week. Like this is since we've done this mic up, this might be the best week um, we've previewed so far. Like this is the best slate with two top 25 teams and two top 10 teams playing each other. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't. So I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, Saturday can't get here fast enough, and I'm ready for it. And not to mention the top 25 matchup, the top 10 matchup. We've also got the winner to the Wasabi Fenway Bowl between Duke and Virginia. And we've got the battle of who gets to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl between Virginia Tech and UNC. So, you know, it's going to be a fantastic weekend in the ACC so much to look to, so much to look forward to, and hopefully the one my I mean the one promising thing is we will no matter what have two good football teams win this weekend. We're not going to have our top four Atlantic all fall, so that's great. But also, I think again it is Wagner Nick, but I am excited to see a final score where Syracuse is five and zero, and one win away from bowl yeah. eligibility in the first day of October. So right. there's that part of it, too, that gets me excited. There's no real bad I-don't-care moment because every game, regardless of how good or bad it is, again, Pitt-Georgia Tech, not a very good game. First game with an interim coach. It's the AC Coastal probably favorite at this point. So, And, and the best part is, Nick, Miami can't lose. So that's always good for the ACC. I mean, maybe they'll lose to the, right. to the bye week this week, but – Right now, they're looking like they're going to go undefeated this week. So shout out to Miami for finally getting it done. But as always, Nick, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm going to try to set up a new podcast. This whole doing it outside when it's 45 degrees outside and windy, not the most fun thing and probably not the best for the listeners. So we'll see what we can come up with in the next week or so. But as always, it means a little bit less to AC country. For Nick's sake, go pack. For my sake, go pack. But as always, go ACC. Oh, and the SEC can also kiss my ACC.